the reason why I agreed to do this, because I really want to give you credit and a big thank you, because I had gone down that black pill path and then I came across your TikTok account. It might've been a couple of years ago. I, I added you to the people that I follow and, you know, men's mental health and men's improvement and stuff like that. You kind of led me down a path of some pretty good books, including how to be a 3% man. I had not read that. Dude, I don't know how many books I've sold for Corey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> at this point you're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women but want to be better men in general this is the come on man podcast and here's your host paul bauer what's up everybody welcome back to another week of come on man if you haven't done so already please like subscribe hit those notifications you know what to do already I say this every week Drop a comment. Any comment will do. Your favorite emoji doesn't even matter. You can write why you like the show. You can put a timestamp in there and be like, oh, I have a question about this, you know, and I'll, I, I get those notifications when people comment on videos and I usually go back and reply to them unless you say something stupid, <laughs> unless you say something like some kind of troll comments, then uh, sometimes I reply back just to get you to keep trolling because more comments equals more views, guys. That's the magic. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. And I'll send you some free stickers, okay? Free stickers. They're real. They're real free stickers. I actually drop them in the mail on my damn self, okay? Uh, so get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. If you like these designs, they're also available as merch. We also have Rule Zero merch in the merch store. If you go to merch.comeonmanpod.com, you can get that stuff. We have T-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee mugs, all that kind of fun stuff. Get on uh, or check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. It's a mindset course, okay? I talk about it every week. And for the entire month of July, you get it for 25% off if you join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. You can join for as little as $10. You get access to the monthly happy hour hangouts. The next one is July 20th. Guys, mark your calendar for that. You can also join tier one now. I have I have free trials enabled for that. So you can join tier one as a, as a free trial just to see if you like it, right? You get access to the happy hour hangouts. You get access to... Uh, my private telegram group, you get Monday's episodes ad free. So just the interview portion, you also get your name added to the end of the beer credits on Monday's episodes. So those are all you get. That's, that's all the kind of stuff you get in tier one tier two. You have direct access to me, uh, one-on-one -on -one over telegram for, for coaching. So if you need help with dating apps or whatever, there's two spots left for tier two. There's only two spots left. So if you've been wanting to work with the one-on-one, -on -one, that's your opportunity because tier three is full. It's full, guys. You're going to have to wait until a spot opens up for tier three, but you can get on tier two now, okay? And um, and then you also get the Law of Attraction course for 25% off. All right. All the housekeeping's done, guys. Joining me... Oh, that's not what I want. This is what I want. Joining me this week for the first time on the podcast is my 3% brother uh, from the 3% Brotherhood group. He goes by Myers, and uh, I believe he's been following me for a long time on TikTok. And uh, he's, a, he's an interesting cat. He's an interesting cat. So we, I, I love talking to the guys in the 3% Brotherhood, especially guys that I haven't talked to yet, because I like to hear their story. I like to hear their Batman origin story. I like to hear 
their journey on this path to level up and get better with women and, and, and the things that they've learned and discovered on the way. I also kind of like to hear how they discovered the space. You know what I mean? So that's always a fun conversation. Uh, Brother Myers has a lot of good insights. You're going to like this conversation. And I'll bring that to you right after these words. Are you tired of holding back your thoughts and opinions? Ready to let loose with like-minded men? Introducing the ultimate monthly video-based happy hour for men. Join us for an exclusive unfiltered experience where you can talk about women, cars, movies, and anything else on your mind. Best of all, it's not recorded and there's no censorship. You can freely speak your mind without any worries. All you have to do is join my Patreon at tier number one, and you'll gain access to this one-of-a-kind gathering. Visit patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. That's patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. Or click the link in the description. It's like the good old days when men would get together and talk about man stuff without being bothered by women. Sometimes guys just need a good group of men to hang out with. It's good for our mental health. Don't miss out on the camaraderie and conversation. Join us today and let your voice be heard. Visit my Patreon page and sign up now. Cheers to freedom of speech and great company. All right, joining me for the first time on the podcast, my 3% brother from the 3% Brotherhood group on Facebook. It's my man, Myers. What's going on today, brother? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, huh? Uh, so I think this is uh, the first time you and I have ever really like interacted. So... Yeah, other than a little little bit online on comments on TikTok stuff like that, but yeah, this is the first time that we've uh, talked at this level anyway. Yeah, we've really had a had a chat. So, well, well, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what kind of, and you can keep things you know high level and vague if you want. Uh, but you know, what kind of work do you do? What kind of hobbies are you into? Well, um, the kind of work I'm in, I'm in industrial food manufacturing. So. I make products that just about everybody eats. Um, those round crackers you like to put cheese on, uh, those ones that you like to crush up and put in chili, um, the little uh, black cookies with the cream filling in the middle that everybody knows about. That's the kind of stuff that uh, I'm involved with. Mm. Um, as far as hobbies go, pleasure boating um, is probably my biggest hobby. Um, then, of course, being from an Iowa boy, fishing, hunting, shooting guns, Mm. Boobs, beer. Yeah. America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Can you come into the frame a little bit better? Because this is going to eventually be on. Yeah, perfect. It's going to be on TikTok a little bit. Otherwise, you're going to be like cut off. Um, so let me ask you. Let me ask you this question, man. Um, right. What first led you to read uh, How to Be a 3% Man and join the 3% Brotherhood? So I guess um, the reason why I agreed to do this or reached out to you and said, I'd be interested in doing this because I really want to give you credit and, and a big thank you because I had gone down that kind of black pill, you know, path. Mm. Um, and then I came across your TikTok account. It might've been a couple of years ago. And then I, I added you to the people that I follow and, you know, men's mental health and men's improvement and stuff like that. And you kind of led me down a path of some pretty good books, including how to be a 3% man. I had not read that. Or I actually even heard of it until um, I came across your TikTok, uh, your TikTok uh, program. Oh, okay, dude, I don't know how many books I've sold for Corey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point, but uh, yeah. I should be on it. I should be getting a commission. You should get something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 you probably are aware of this, but like I reached out uh, two years ago now, going on two years now, back in 2021. Yeah, I, I reached out to him. About it. 
yeah, trying to get him on the podcast. And, um, mm -hmm. and for a while I was just like, Oh, maybe he's just not seeing it. Maybe, you know, whatever. But, uh, there was a the whole thing where the guys from the original 3% man group, like went on to one of his videos and basically spammed, spammed the comments. And, uh, he went through and deleted them all. So it's like, okay, you see it. <laughs> yeah. And that's but, really too bad because you, you make really good content that speaks, you know, there's a lot of women hating stuff out there. And that's another reason that drew me to watching your material is that I was becoming kind of a woman hater mm. and, you know, that wasn't good, but you, you know, you had said some things in a lot of your TikTok stuff that kind of led me down the right path when it comes to that. So, you know, I, I think you put out really good content. It's too bad that you wouldn't give me an interview. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, but it actually, it actually worked out for the best, you know, because that, that, yeah. that led me to, you know, and I ended up meeting Rolo and Rolo yeah. came on and that opened way more doors for me and stuff like that. And yeah, um, the Godfather. Yeah. And, and Rolo's actually, man, such a down to earth dude. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, he's, he's even told me, you know, like, dude, Corey's all brand, man. He's all brand. So, you know, whatever Corey, the Corey, the man might be all brand, but I still recommend his book, you know, cause it, yeah. it's such a helpful book. No, dude, know? it's, it's definitely, um, I'm glad that, um, I came across your material and I, and I had an opportunity to read it and I've read it multiple times. When I suggest to guys on books to read around this topic, it's always, I always go to that one and I always go to the rational mail. Those mm. are the two that I always recommend to everybody when it comes to understanding women, relationships, dating, marriage, everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm really glad I came across it. Never. It's crazy. I'd never heard of it until I came across your content. How, um, which one did you read first? You read rational mail first or how to be a 3% man. So I was one of those people that were getting tidbits, little, you know, shit here and there from who knows, you know, what creators and, you know, that just kind of take bits and pieces of that stuff. And then, you know, that's all they put out there. You know, it's, I'm, I'm really glad it all came together when I read, that book, you know, mm -hmm. it was a great book. Dude struck gold there, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I've watched his, I've looked at his material online. Yeah. And he's, he's definitely, it's more monetary than actually having a little bit of passion about the subject and trying to teach, you know, teach guys, in my opinion. Oh, you're talking about Corey or Corey Wayne. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Like yeah. Rational male is an interesting one because a, there's a lot of guys in the like the MGTOW space and a lot of guys in the black pill space that sort of cherry pick little things that they hear from rational mail and sort of spin it into their narrative. Absolutely. And then people that people end up putting words in Rolo's mouth. And then, you know, Rolo just spends like, you know, five hours every Sunday, like basically saying, that's not what I said <laughs> mm -hmm. every, every Sunday. So how many, how many times have you read 3% man? You said you read it a few times. Six, I think. Okay. I need to get back to it again. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I think I retain knowledge just like anybody else, but that knowledge starts to slip over time. I mean, you're not thinking about everything that you read and learn in that book about all the time, you know, all the time. So, mm -hmm. you know, you need to refresh. Absolutely. I think, I think before that book, uh, I'd never really read a book more than once, you know, and, and, oh, me either. and, you know, before I met, uh, you know, red pill chick who got me into this space. I never really read any type of self-help books either. I always read like novels and stuff like that. And, um, so she yeah. really, it was a blessing from that relationship. She got me into listening to audiobooks, which sort of, you know, led me down this path after that breakup. And, 
And then when I listen to Corey's book and he talks about how, you know, we only retain about 10% of the information we, we read or listen to. Mm-hmm. That's why you need to read it multiple times. I was like, I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And then I, and then I saw, uh, and I saw an interview, an old interview, probably from like the early eighties or seventies from Bob Proctor talking about why he's read think and grow rich a million times. And same reason, basically, like if you really want to be, come a part of who you are and your personality and just how you act in general and really, you know, absorb that information. You have to read it multiple times. Yeah. Another great example would be religion. Look how often they review the material in that book. Oh, in, in rational male religion. No, no religion in general, Christianity. Oh yeah. 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 You know, all that stuff, obviously uh, they're reviewing that weekly. So yeah, uh, you know, really, I would say really devout Christians are reading it uh, as they should, you know, sort of cover to cover and then back again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not super religious. Other people don't do that. Other people just sort of look, you know, Google online for a verse that sort of speaks to them. And, like, and then they take things out of context. It's the same thing. It's just laziness, you know. But, uh, yeah. That was a good example. What's that? I just thought it was a good example of how you have to keep keep on your material to practice it. Yeah. Practice it and live it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so okay, so you you mentioned Rational Male and Three Percent Man. Um, any other books that you've uh you've picked up and you recommend to people? So yeah, another one that I got from you that was somewhat life changing was um No More Mr. Nice Guy by Robert Glover. Mm. So I had, uh, I wouldn't say I had an anger problem, but I definitely didn't try to, I didn't have my emotions in control. Um, and I learned a lot from that book and it definitely helped like, you know, my, my marriage, my career, everything. Um, so that's another one I owe a lot to you for turning me on to is, uh, that one. Um, other ones, I'm just kind of going through my list, unplugged alpha, what women want in a man, um, the power of now, um, atomic attraction, stuff like that. Who wrote? what women want in a man um who did right bruce bryans bruce bryans i'm not familiar with that one um is that pretty good you recommend that one uh you know it's been a while since i've read uh read it but it's about masculinity and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i would uh i don't want to misquote on your show everything but you know it's got subjects of mastering your emotion mastering your fears and you know and stuff like that got it have you noticed that like, so I, I, I recommend like the, you know, my, my Holy Trinity of books on here, but you'll find, uh, it's, it's when I first read, um, dating essentials for men by Dr. Robert Glover, it was very similar to Corey Wayne's book, at least the yeah. recommendations in it. Right. Like not the, not the layout. It's not, you know, you can't really say like, uh, you know, it's the Plagiarize. same, but, yeah, you can't say that, but but I was like, man, I wonder. Like, it came out after Corey's book, and I, I wonder if like Glover read Corey's book and sort of you know incorporated any of this. And what when I what I found out was, uh, you know, after talking with Glover, was no, like he he and Corey just have the same sources. You know, yeah. they're both like they're both uh, David Data guys. They're both uh, David D'Angelo guys. You sure. know, and so what you'll find reading all these different books on game is like, you start seeing the same patterns over, over and over again. Like the, the people have the, like a slight different take on it, but otherwise it's the same shit, you know? Yeah. Um, well, when you read, when you read uh Tomasi's and, you know, and stuff like that, you find out that there's a lot of um, 
studies done in universities and institutions like where people pull this information and, you know, to support, you know, the, mm -hmm. the stuff in these books. So, yeah, of course, it's going to cross paths with other authors and other books. You know, it's going to be a lot of repeat stuff, but yeah. it's all good material. Yeah, that's like I I don't really read a lot of games on book any book or I'm sorry books on game anymore because yeah. I think I think the last one I really read on it was uh, Mark Manson's Models, and after reading that book, I was like, it's literally the same shit, you know, like it's it's all yeah. the same same stuff, you know. You can't read, you can't learn too much more about it once you sort of find your core books and just reread those multiple times, you know. Yeah, that's Thanks, what I. Yeah. That's what I found. Um, did did any of them? Or see, so did that one? I would say, how did that one differ from Three Percent Man? Though, would you say? Honestly, I probably couldn't give a lot of feedback on it. I don't. Okay, it's all kind of blended together. I think it's been a couple of years since I've read it. Okay, so yeah, I probably couldn't speak a whole lot to it. Is it one one of those where it's a one and done? You know? Yeah, gotcha. it's not okay. one that I recommend. I, it didn't have a profound effect on me where I felt like, you know, that's something that I share with other men. Like, Hey dude, you should read this book. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't really get that from it. Um, like I said, Rolo's the one that I uh, obviously recommend. And then Corey Wayne's book, you know, for the most part. Okay. So those two pretty much cover all the bases for I think you so. and your experience. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, have me, so have you read uh, rational mail multiple times? No, I've only read that once. I need to, I need to reread both. I do. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed, I have not. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I've only read it once. Yeah, that's, that's correct. But yeah, I need to read both. I need to, I feel myself starting to flip when it, or slip when it comes to frame and, you know, holding my boundaries and, you know, there's just some things I've kind of noticed recently that, man, I need to, I need to read them books again, kind of refresh, refresh. Have, everything. have you read this one yet? No. Oh, okay. For, for the I don't think I've heard you talk about it on your channel either. Yeah, uh, I've mentioned it, but I just started reading it. So Ryan, so if people listening uh, on the audio version, they can't see that. I'm holding up Praxeology, uh, Volume 1 by Ryan Stone. Uh, so he came in, he dropped that this year, early earlier this year, maybe January-ish. And um, I bought I bought the paperback version of it. I decided to make a, a New Year's resolution that I was going to read more paperbacks this year because I suck at reading paperbacks. And so I finally finished uh, the last paperback I was reading and it finally started picking this up and I can't put this down, man. It's like, I'm, I'm over halfway through this already. I've got things like dog-eared because it's so profound. Let's well, right. hold that book up again. Yeah, yeah. It's on audio now. You can get it on audio, but when it first came out, it was only available on paperback. Yeah. Okay. So, so if, you, if, if you're more of an audiobook guy, it's out on audio yeah, yeah. now. I like uh, to actually read and listen at the same time. I feel like I can absorb so much more. Okay. Yeah. And this one's, it's not a long book too. And, uh, you know, I've been chatting with Ryan. He's, he did that on purpose because he says if, if a book is too long, it's hard for people to remember the beginning of the book. So he yeah. try he's trying to keep his book to a certain length and uh, which is yeah. very strategic of him. But uh, if you want to, if you want to get better at frame, this book is great. <laughs> It is great so far. I'll check it out. There's some things in it though where, and he even said he finally says that maybe about halfway through where he's getting it. You get into the the mental, you know, the in, intelligence uh, 
pillars, the intelligent pillar frame. And he's like, basically, you know, take what's useful for you, you know, and, and if if something's working for you, like disregard whatever he's saying. Right. But during the, the physical pillar, he's talking about your, your, you know, how you should dress. Right. And basically saying like, don't wear graphic tees and stuff. And I, and I basically went to him. I was like, fuck you, Ryan. (laughs) I'm I'm not getting rid of my graphic tees. You son of a bitch. But yeah, I'm um, one of the guys too, as you can see, 100. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always wearing smart ass shit on my shirt, unless Dude. I'm going to a wedding or graduation or something. Even my family's not off limits. Right. Perfect. Yeah. I've, I've always been a, a t-shirt and jeans guy. Even when I was dating, I mean, I wouldn't go on dates wearing this oh, type yeah. of stuff, yeah. but, uh, but you know, maybe like a second date where it was like more casual date where, you know, I would, we would meet up for like mini golf or something. Of course I'm wearing a fucking t-shirt, I'm wearing a, a t-shirt, my nicest jeans and, and stuff like that. But I put it on my dating apps, you know, Hey, I'm a t-shirt and jeans guy. You can't, you don't expect anything else. Well, you want to be honest about who you are up front anyway. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to wear shirts, you know, you don't want to wear collared shirts and ties to your first three dates when that's not really who you are. Right. You know, it's not how you dress daily. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a guy that's I, I don't shouldn't be fake. You should be upfront and honest about who you are. You should dress nice, present yourself well, wear clean clothes. Yeah. But yeah, pick your style and go with it. Yeah, on, on first dates, I would wear uh I wear like a long sleeve shirt, you know, like a long sleeve, maybe a black t-shirt, uh, with no graphics on it. So just like a plain black shirt and, and jeans. Yeah, nice nice. yeah, you know, I was still casual, but not, you know, I wasn't too too casual and then on a second date hey this is me so worked out worked out fine worked out fine so fuck you ryan <laughs> he's not watching this shit anyway all right so um all right go back to the three percent man though yeah what what was uh, how long how long ago do you think it's been since you've read it, is it been a probably a couple of years couple of years okay then you might not be able to answer this one, but no, uh, no. First time I read it. I'm sorry. Oh, first time. Um, most recently, probably it's probably been about five, six months. Okay. Well, you might be able to answer this one then. What was the last aha moment you got from your last read? Mm. Did, did anything just go? You're just like, oh, I missed that one last time, but that makes a lot like of there sense. was a lot. Um, I think it was around shit testing. Okay. You know, like, I, I think I absorbed it the first, you know, I, I read it, but I think in my life experiences, you know, I think I think that's the one I remember the most. Like, God, man, this, this shit's spot on, you know, and I remember, you know, that's one of the big reasons why I read the book after I saw it on your channel, you know, it's because it's having trouble with that, you know, with shit tests and how to handle it. You mm-hmm. know, God, I wish they would teach all of us men how to deal with those. I mean, the first time I read the book and got the information, it let me, it helped tremendously, you know, for my mental health and my relationship. But yeah, but yeah, probably that was probably the big one. It's like, God, I got to remember this. This, if I'm going to, re- if I'm going to reread the book, that's, this is really where I need to have, you know, my attention. Cause that's affects my life the most mm-hmm. when I'm getting shit tested. I don't like people messing with me. I don't like people poking me. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I didn't, I don't always react well to that, but that taught me too how to react to it, how to take it, why it's being done, you know, and and that's where I start to slip. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, that's that. I would I'd have to say that's probably it. Yeah, I, I think that's it, it, a struggle for a lot of guys. And before mm-hmm. I got into this stuff, dude, I I had I had the worst temper. 
in the world, man. I had such a bad temper. Yeah, my too. kids, my kids will tell you, like I, like I would absolutely, I still do sometimes. Like my kids will push me over a, a limit where I'm just like, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but I try not to, and I've gotten way better over it over the years. You know, I'm still human though. And, yeah. but, but, uh, man, I, I did, uh, at the time of this recording, I just did a whole like live stream this morning on how to, you know, try to be better in control of your emotions, you know, yeah. because that's just really something that guys struggle with. You know, we, uh, we sort of default to anger and it just yeah. doesn't go over. It can be used. It can be used against us, especially in relationship. Like women oh, no, use it. It like, frequently is in your relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We all know that when you're being shit tested, that's, it, it's like, that's the desired result. And you know, that uh, obviously things are going to escalate and spiral out of control mm -hmm. when you do lose your shit. So. Yeah. I, I put, I, I took a, put a clip out today from, from today's live stream. And it was me talking about how women sort of use it as emotional judo. Yeah. You know, they'll take Not like clear. what, whatever, like if you're pissed at them for their shitty behavior, they will mm -hmm. uh, turn it on you and be like, well, I don't like your tone. And now all of a sudden, because of the way you're emotionally reacted to them, now you're the bad guy. Yeah. And, you know, it deflects everything off, off of them. It's a total like manipulation tactic, but most women do that. And I think like their moms teach them that their grandmas teach them that. Mm -hmm. I think there's a secret course in high school or something. They pull these girls <laughs> aside and teach them. That's yeah. crazy. But no, that's, that's what I'm talking about with the shit testing. And you know, where one of the benefits I got from how to be 3% man is to deal with that. Um, my wife, I'm, I'm married. And that's another thing I wish more creators would talk about is, you know, more guys in the marriage space need to read this material as well. Mm. Um, this revitalized my marriage, my mental health and everything else. And it probably saved my marriage in the long run, really. I mean, I'm not saying I would be divorced today, you know, if I didn't read the books, but I'm sure I eventually would have been there. But I never understood shit testing. I never understood that women do that, you know, and it's natural. All women are going to do it. You're never going to get around it. You're never going to find a woman that never does it, you know, so how to deal with it and take it, you know, we, guys need to learn, you know, mm -hmm. it's not worth it. Then you're pissed for three days and, you know, then your kids are affected and stuff like that. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah it's great information to learn. I wish I would have learned it earlier in life. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned how you're, you're married and, but you were going down the path of like sort of black pill. Cause when I was, when I was married, I used to, uh, I used to hate my wife, man. Like I, after about seven years of marriage, you know, that last half I was miserable oh, and yeah. I would I, I like, I wasn't one of those guys that like I was out, you know, cheating or anything like that. I, but I would purposefully like stay late at work and not go home as much as possible. come home, like really late just because I didn't want to be home, you know? Yeah. And oftentimes I've been there. Yeah. And, and oftentimes one thing that like did not help was on my way home, I would listen to Tom Likas. Have you ever listened to Tom Likas? I don't think so. Um, ring a bell. Luis, uh, brother Luis, he just, he just posted a video in the three brotherhood of, uh, like an old Tom Likas rant, rant in the, in the group. Oh, like, you're talking about the radio guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can, I can palette his material, but yeah, he's definitely, he will definitely make you be a woman hater. That's for sure. Yeah. Anything, and he, that guy, man, like you would, I would listen to that on the way home and just resent my wife, man. Yeah. 
just because my wife was one of those stay at home moms. So she didn't work, but my, my wife, uh, wasn't, she wasn't the kind of wife that, you know, really was doing it for the right reasons, right? There's some women out there that want to be the traditional stay home wife because they really want what's best for their kids. They want to take care of their yeah. family. They want to, yeah. you know, support their husband. My wife wanted early retirement, right? And I could see that. And so just me, I would just be seething, you know, listening to Tom Likas yeah. about all these gold diggers. And I'd Thanks be like, yeah. When you're, upset, <laughs> when you're, when you're in your own emotions, yeah. And, um, you know, you're not happy about your situation. That shit really speaks to you yeah. and it makes you resent your wife or your girlfriend, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there, man. Yeah. That's why. So when, when Luis, uh, posted that in the group, I was, I commented, I was like, dude, I used to listen to that guy when I was married. It did not help my marriage at all. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing that guy says that is helpful. Yeah. That's think. so going back to, you know, in the beginning of the interview, like that's where I owe a big thank you. You know, I probably would have continued down that path because there's not a lot of creators like you that are encouraging the other. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's really all they post is, you know, women suck, women do this, women that, you know, there's not a lot of creators out there that are saying, hey, you know, women, yes, this is their behaviors, this is why, but, you know, you got to figure it out, be a man, tough it out. You know, there are yeah. a whole lot of creators like, you know, that are saying that kind of shit like you are, so. Yeah, it, it was, uh, man, I had a, I had a negative... I had a negative idea of what like red pill was uh, when mm -hmm. I first got into the, when I first got into the 3% man group and just because like, man, like the, the, I, I call them like, like the fake Rolo guys or like the fake red pill guys, you know, they, they would, they would originally go into the original 3% man group and then just drop like the iron rules of Tomasi and mm -hmm. shit on women. It's like, they would do that and then leave. And you're like, how's this helpful? You know, this, you, it just makes women look like crap. And you don't get the full context when, when guys do that. And, um, and so I had this negative idea of like what red pill was. And yeah. then I actually talked to the guys in, you know, that wrote the books on it, you know, like Ryan and, and, and Rolo and, you know, some of the, some other guys that have been in the space a long time that you, most people have never heard of, you know, these are like guys that actually, uh, Ryan quotes in his books, you know, guys that Rolo quotes in his books and, talk to these guys and you're like holy shit like it red pill isn't about hating women at all it's about just understanding them it's yeah. for men's sexual strategy sure but it's not about hating women at all and so That's yeah the perception you get though most you know, of the creators out there and it's really not the perception you get yeah well it's, it's rage bait and it gets it gets mm -hmm. views you know and, yeah, it, and it's it gets, about the clicks yeah yeah, because uh it it gets guys it, it, anything that that creates an emotional response gets gets views it's like yeah. the jerry springer effect it's pro wrestling and so when well, I, yeah when i learned that i was like oh okay that's why that's why fresh and fit you know get a million subscribers is because they you know it's it's rage bait these guys want to see these women get their comeuppance because fuck women yeah. and uh mm -hmm. it, man it, it's it's a it's a winning style and so then guys like me that i'm like okay guys like, like let's use this to our advantage and like you know let's have good relationships like no one wants to see it. <laughs> yeah. another no great example of andrew tate like you want to talk about rage baiting i mean i i can pal with the guy the guys i mean good on him but man can't you know, the younger guys are watching his material and i bet they can't i mean they just can't imagine they'd ever have a good opinion about women you know, Tate is, uh, it's another one of those guys too, where, you know, they take, uh, everything out of context though. Like they take like the worst possible clip 
you know, and True. if you watch the whole Dude's thing, smart. Dude's yeah. Smart. yeah, genius, yeah. genius marketer, too bad he ended up in jail for a while and now he's under house arrest, but yeah. that's, that's neither here nor there. So, <laughs> so, okay. So you said that, um, you know, some of this material probably helped, you know, turn your marriage around and stuff like that. I mean, like what kind of, of the 3% man principles did you implement in your marriage that really, that really made you see a difference? Okay. So the, the shit testing is probably the biggest one. Okay. Um, and then, then I became, so I was probably like most guys, you know, I, I worked to not have anything to do. And that's obvi- obviously opposite of what women want, especially in a marriage or relationship. You know, they, they, they have goals. They don't have things they want to do. At least, to me, high value woman, like my wife, you know, she owns her own business, her own salon spa. Mm. You know, she, I mean, she likes to have her relaxed time, but then, you know, she likes to get stuff done. She likes, she wants to fix up her house, you know, so on and so forth. Where I was the opposite, you know, I'm like, well, shit, I don't want another project. I have I my own career. And when I'm not doing something, you know, I want to relax, but there's I, a lot I, I got, I don't know so much from Corey Wayne, but yeah. the shit testing. And then I got into strength training um, exercise, just getting in better shape, health. Um, actually I was never a guy that bought clothes or really cared about my appearance, you know, and then she made a couple comments that after I read the book that really made me think, obviously I should care a little bit for her. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm representing myself as her husband. And if I look like shit, you know, that probably doesn't make her feel good. Should right. I do it for that? No, I should do it for myself, my own health, my own confidence, and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But that making your wife happy should be a byproduct of that. So it's really like stuff like that. Now I'm I have I live with a lot more purpose in life. I walk with purpose in my career now, uh, much more than I did so in the past. But my own life at being a father, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that. That's really that I learned starting with three percent man. You know, that's, that's a lot of it. Appearance, shit test, you know, and just overall, just better mental health is what yeah. I, to, to wrap it, you know, in a nutshell, you know, that's, that's really what I got out of it. Yeah. Going to the, like women have like, they have projects and stuff they want. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, I got to a point in my marriage where I was like, you are not watching trading spaces anymore. You know, like you're not watching these fucking home improvement shows anymore because I, she would, she would dream up these projects like, oh, we can do this. We can do that. What's that? They're thinking to get done in six hours or something too. And it's a fucking three day job. Yeah. You know, that she, then when shit don't go right, then she's stressed. And I'm the one, you know, I'm the one dealing with it, trying to figure out what we're going to do. You know? Yeah. (laughs) You realize I've never fucking done this in my life and I have to learn this from a yeah. YouTube video. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> and I don't prepare for the six things that are going to go wrong. Nothing mm-hmm. ever goes as planned, you know? Yeah. But I've gotten yeah. a lot better with that. I have a much better attitude about that. If I could share a story real quick, uh, probably one oh, of yeah. the biggest things. So we're boaters, right? So we, we're very active people. Um, that's another thing I'd like to see more men do be more active, get hobbies, do things, travel, mm-hmm. even when it's cheap, you know? just go places, camp, hike, you know, whatever. Women like that stuff too. You know, I think wives like to get out of the house and do something different and exciting. But anyway, boating's our big one. My wife loves it. So we went to Lake Red Rock up by Des Moines. So we got a pretty nice boat. Um, 
tandem axle trailer. Well, one, I, one of my hubs got destroyed and we're two hours from home. We're in the middle of nowhere. Um, there's no way, I mean, I'm a, a mechanical guy, but I didn't have what I needed to fix it. So I had to, so I had to hire a roadside mechanic. He destroyed the spindle. So here I am. I, there's no way I can tow my boat. We're supposed to be on vacation. We're meeting other couples, you know, and everybody's going to ride in our boat and, and, you know, go tubing and all that stuff. So this, you know, to get to the point of the story, usually I'd be breaking shit, throwing shit. I'd be pissed, but I maintained my cool. My wife was about ready to have an emotional breakdown because she knows she's going to be the worst, but you know, learning what I learned from books that I've read, a lot of them that you suggest, you know, we, um, I would calmly, you know, we got back in the car, I figured it all out and I'm just like, all right, honey, let's have a good time. Mm -hmm. And she just, you look like she about shit her pants. She couldn't believe that, you know, that I was just, you know, like, we're all right, we're good. Being a leader, having, you know, yeah. being a leader in your relationship, you know, if I'm going to have a meltdown and freak out, I mean, obviously I'm not doing my job as a man and a husband, but it's really cool. So I hired this uh, tow truck from a neighboring town big flatbed. He's like, I think I can get it up on the flatbed. So I could probably send you pictures of it, but it was a $300 tow bill, mm -hmm. but I got him to drag it up on the flatbed, took it to the lake. And I had him back the flatbed wrecker into the water and get my boat off the trailer that was on the flatbed. So we we're still able to use the boat while the boat got repaired. So oh, I, that's nice. like I look like the fucking hero, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's Inside, all I wanted to kick shit and break shit, but yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Dude, uh, man, I have, I have a few stories that like that since I've been mm -hmm. dating Nurse Chick, you know, and yeah. one of them was like, man, maybe uh, I don't know if it was uh, like our first within our first year of, of dating, um, but she really wanted she went on this like she wanted to do this fancy date. She's always doing this stuff, too. She She's listening right now. And uh, she she always wears these like ball gowns. And stuff right we live in ranch country there's like no place to wear fancy ball gowns like this but i dressed up you know nice uh for the occasion i i think at that time i didn't i didn't even own a uh i didn't even own a sport coat because like there's no no place to wear that kind of stuff out here so i wore a, a you know button-up shirt and like my nicest jeans my nicest boots she wore this fucking like fabulous ball gown we went to this really fancy restaurant and then when we when we went to go get in the car to go to this like nice speakeasy type um, type bar down the mm -hmm. street, my car wouldn't start. Something was wrong. Like just wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't even turn over. You know, it was just like totally dead. Yeah. And it was like a Saturday night and out here, nothing's open. Nothing's open past like, you know, nine o'clock. And on Saturday night, like none of the shops are open and stuff like that. So yeah. I was like, well, normally I would be like totally pissed. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, well, you know what? The, uh, the speakeasy is just down the street. Let's walk. And so we went down there, had a couple of drinks and I just tried, I just act cool. You know, the whole time had a couple of drinks, stayed relaxed in my head though. I'm just freaking out. Like what the fuck am I going to do about this car? Yeah. What's, What's this going to cost me? Right. You know, you know yeah. Yeah. Sure. And, but, but I just didn't let her feel that at all. Yeah. And then, um, I was like, all right, you know what, let's, uh, let's call roadside assistance. I have roadside assistance, you know, with my insurance. So call roadside assistance, try to work with those dipshits and finally got a tow truck out to, uh, tow my car to, um, you know, to a shop and then like, you know, filled out the overnight form or whatever and left the keys in and, uh, 
And then we, we, we called a, an Uber and went back to her place and, and, uh, she just thought I like, I handled everything like a boss. I just kept my cool the whole time. She was just like, she was just trying to like make out with me, uh, while we were waiting for the tow truck and stuff. She just like, wouldn't keep her hands off me. Cause and I was just like the whole time in my head, like, what the fuck well, is going on? With that, dude. <laughs> with that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was, but I just was like, man, she was just into it. She was just into like how cool I was with it. Uh, recently she had a little bit of an accident with her motorcycle and she thought I was going to be mad at her and stuff. And I just like, I came up, I was like, you okay? Like, let's, let's take care of the bike and stuff. And, uh, it's, it's just, we just handled it, you know? And, and yeah. just, just well, women want a strong man. And if you're yeah. freaking out and losing your shit, are you really being a strong man? Right. Good, I mean, yeah, they they uh like uh, Dr. Glover says like they don't want you climbing on their emotional roller coaster like <laughs> so they're supposed to be their support yeah yeah it's fat it's it's amazing how how that works and how they naturally just like fall into their feminine when you can get a get a, get your goddamn emotions <laughs> under control it's so hard man well, prior to reading these books man I nobody ever taught me that I never learned that never oh dude, my know, dad just... my dad is the worst yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's your dad like? Is your dad like that? Like, oh man, uh, yeah. My my dad and his wife fight all the time. It actually gets fucking annoying. You know, he he don't give her an inch. You know, he's gets pissed about everything. And I've and I've and I used to be that way, mm -hmm. um, but I've moved so far far past that now. You know, I shit. I hardly get mad about anything anymore. So and he's you know he's seventy two. He's and they live on. They have two houses. They have one on the river. It's on stilts. Um, so when the river does flood and we were talking about earlier, when the river flooded, we have to get stuff out, you know, stuff under the cabin. There's a whole pat party patio under it. So there's a lot of shit to get out of there. And he bitches all the time. I'm like that, that don't worry about it. Nope. Yeah. Nobody cares. You know, we're here to help. <laughs> he just freaks out and then she's bitching at him and he's bitching at her. And it's like, God, guys, shut up. Yeah. God. Well, yeah. It's like, like you live by a river on stilts. Like, what do you expect, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you know, in some years you don't have to do it. Some years you got to do it a couple of times. I mean, you got a network of friends and family willing to help, but yeah, that's probably where I learned my very poor emotional control and didn't learn anything about stoicism. You know, mm -hmm. um, my dad would definitely, you know, he would say, if a woman tries to piss you off, just kind of laugh about it. Cause it will piss them off. You know, that's kind of the extent of, you know, you know, the kind of stuff that I learned from my dad, but he, uh, yeah, he'd bitch about everything. He didn't want to do anything. He wanted, you know, he wanted to relax and do things that he enjoyed doing. You know, he didn't want to work on things or fix things or really want to deal with problems. He wanted to go to work and he did. That man didn't miss any work. You know, he, he went to work sick, you know, it didn't matter, you know, so he felt like that earned him the right to go home and not really do anything every day and mm. you know, whatever, if that's the kind of life you want. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you know, not talk shit about my dad, but yeah, I think 95% of the world, you know, we don't have dads or people to teach us the stuff that we're talking about when it comes to women and your own mental health and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I, uh, I talk about my dad in the podcast, not necessarily to shit on my dad, but, but because it's a great illustration of like what most of us are taught, you know, my dad, my dad is like, he, he, he's always suffered from like bouts of depression you know, because he doesn't have a good control of his emotions. He, um, he gets mad at my mom for the dumbest things. He, uh, he defers to her authority on things and then gets mad when she chooses things, you know, it's yeah. like, 
uh, they always acts like, you know, the, 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 the husbands on, uh, husbands are like Indians at old Westerns. Like they never win. And you know that, like, so that's how I was raised. I just, that's how I thought relationships were like you get married yeah. and that's the finish line and everything else fucking sucks after that. And it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> that's what, dude, I'm telling you the, and I think the world's getting worse. Um, so I am a very, um, I'm very observant to my environment. Always naturally have been, you know, I'm, I'm one of them guys from walking around the store if I'm talking to my wife and somebody next to us starts talking, I stop and I listen. I, I, I don't know what it is. I'm the type of guy that you could probably ask how many cars are behind me. And I, I might know. I don't know why. I'm just weird that way. You know, I just always pay attention to weird detail. So I'm always hearing shit. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard guys say shit in the grocery store alone that really concerned me. And the most recent one was they were a younger couple and they had a child and I shit you not. We're in the cereal aisle and we're letting our, our, nine-year-old pick out a box of cereal and that dude's showing her some granola bars and he asked permission to get them and i thought what kind of fucking world is this that a guy has to ask permission to get a certain kind of granola bars mm -hmm. like men need to be men if you want the granola bars buy the granola bars mm -hmm. maybe big financial things you should talk to your spouse about like a car or a motorcycle sure i get that yeah. But it's just, it's amazing. I, I see it more and more. Guys get bitched at because they picked up the wrong thing. They went down to get pickles and they got the wrong one. And their wife acts like they're a complete fucking idiot and they just take it. Yeah. And I'm the other way around. I, I don't know. We, we don't do that. And we need yeah. more, we need to encourage more men to be men, take control of their situation, be a leader. Doesn't mean that women need to be under your boot, but you know, you need to stand up to the shit test and, God, man, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's getting crazy. And then some of the men that work for me, younger men, you know, they're talk. I had one talk to me about, you know, I try to open up and, you know, with my girlfriend and, you know, and, and, and cry. And it's a safe place. So I'm like, it's not a safe place, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let me recommend a couple books for you that yeah. you, need to, you need to check out. Yeah. And more and more boy, men, I say boys, you know, young men need to get a hold of this, your kind of material, not women hating material, but mm -hmm. they need to understand that they need to be a leader in their own life. And then, you know, good relationships, a byproduct of that. Yeah. Um, agree, but. No, I agree. Uh, I agree a hundred percent, you know, I'll, and a lot of, a lot of things th that I learned too, from, especially like from Corey's book is when you, and in Dr. Glover's, especially when you set the tone and take the lead in relationship, like in women, start trusting your ability to lead yeah. and they like they just relax in their feminine they just start doing like natural feminine stuff you know like they will make you a sandwich yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to say bitch go make me a sandwich they just yeah, will right. do it you yeah. know the, are you hungry can i make you a sandwich and then you know a, a lot of us are taught not to let women do nice stuff for us you know They're like oh no 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 let me make that sandwich for you like let them do it like oh yeah yeah that'd be great thank you i really appreciate that I tell you what, dude, another thing, in my opinion, nobody ever convinced me any different. I think a lot of men let a lot of shit happen to them and get treated a certain way just because they want laid. Men, yep. men are afraid to stand up for themselves, you know, or just be, be a man about things, even though it's hard. You know, this is kind of shit I'm teaching my nine-year-old already. Life's going to be hard and going to be challenging, and you, you know, you need to roll with it. But mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, so many guys, friends, or, you know, I've seen, they... They let their wives kind of treat them like shit because they don't want to, they don't want to piss them off too bad because they want late. 
Yeah. That's something I learned. Like I I'll forego it. I won't, you know, I'll not get laid for a week or two mm-hmm. if it's going to stand on principle or stand up for myself, you know? And mm-hmm. if anything, if I could ever teach any guy adopting that attitude at anything earned me more respect and probably more sexual desire from my wife living mm-hmm. like that. Women will respect you more if you stand up for yourself. Yeah. That's actually a, a big premise in uh, the married man sex life primer, which yeah. is, that's a, that's a book I highly recommend for married guys. Read that book because what like it's, it again? Again, it's called the, the married man sex life primer by Athel K. I, it's not available on audio though. I think it's only available on paperback. Yeah. Took me yeah. forever to get through it, but it's phenomenal. Um, read that instead of the fucking love languages, guys. Love languages are bullshit. Read this book. Yeah. This one, this one gives you what's called what he calls the the map or our masculine action plan or male a- action plan, and a lot of it is um, basically realizing that you've got to be attractive and not act unattractive. You've got to take your physical fitness uh, into consideration. You have to have good frame. You have to be able to handle her shit tests. And when Mm. you handle women's shit tests, they might get mad at you and they might try to withhold sex or whatever, but you got to be okay with it. And just you being okay with it and standing firm. You don't care. Even though you do, but you got to, you got to kind of put that persona. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And then I'm over it much quicker. They're over it quicker. It, and like you said before, it builds more desire in them. Like they, yeah. they, they respect you. And when they respect you, that actually brings out that desire in them. But if you just constantly just like bend to their will and stuff like that, they just, yeah. they, it's a lot of it's subconscious. They just start losing attraction for you. And they're like, man, I don't want to fuck this guy. I don't know why. Because of your being an unattractive pussy, you know? That's <laughs> it. I mean, to put it right, you're putting it the right way. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah, You know, and I see it more and more and I just wish more men, you know, were willing to read and learn more about this material. I mean, on your platform, you probably, you get a lot of guys, you know, that are paying attention to your stuff. When I try to talk to guys about it, they're like, eh, I think they feel like it's not for them. You know, Mm -hmm. it's too bad. I feel like they're really missing the boat. They're missing a great opportunity to be a better, better man themselves and improve their relationship. But that and yeah. that's the unfortunate thing about this stuff. It's like when we when we learn it and, and like the the you know the sky's open for us and we're like, oh Jesus, like why didn't I know I gotta yeah, tell everybody, right? Like yeah. 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 And, and so you go around telling all the like you'll find that uh I think Rolo says it very well, like red pill is is triage, you know. Mm-hmm. There guys have to want to know this stuff, and a lot of times they don't want to yeah. know it until they've experienced some pain in their life. You know, so it's too late. I always tell my friends, you you think your wife's happy, but so did the 700,000 guys that their wives leave them. They thought their wives were happy too. They're happy till they're not, you yeah. know, and I try to tell guys, you know, get ahead of it, you know, but no, most yeah. people don't. Yeah. And unfortunately that's usually what happens too. And they're in the, there's signs. Usually there's signs that your wife is, mm-hmm. is not happy. It's usually her bitching, her bitching and complaining. Yes. And shit tests like constantly. If you, if if your wife's nagging you all the time, guess what, pal? Yeah. <laughs> the clock's ticking. Clock's ticking. And but, lack of sex too. Yeah. It so amazes me. Some guys are like, I haven't got any a month, and they whine about. It. It's like, uh, I think you're doing something wrong, man. You're yeah. Doing something wrong. Yeah, because if you're if you're doing this stuff right, like she she wants it. Like she'll yeah. be sort of like you know instigating it in in the way women instigate it, which is usually pretty subtle most of the time. 
nurse chick is not subtle at all. No. <laughs> no. No, I got to just throw, I, I just got to feed my wife one margarita and it's like something you'd see online. It gets but, uh, nice. See, that's yeah. a good problem to have. Yeah. I was, I was joking with, uh, with Alan Roger Curry. He wrote uh, mode one. I don't know if you read mode one. And, and he talks about getting in a woman's left ear zone, right. To seduce them. And you could, you know, get in her left ear and talk all sexual and stuff. Mm. And I was like, I go, you know what? I go, my girl always sits on my left side. She's seducing me. Like she knows exactly what she's doing. Does it work? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, for her seducing <laughs> me, of course it does. She knows what she's doing. Uh, according to him, uh, it, it's the same thing. I don't know if you've heard me talk about before, but the, the left eye trick, you know, yeah. where you're, it's the same. I believe that works. I definitely, I'm a big believer in that. Um, yes. and I, other stuff I've read, like I said, you've talked about it. I know you've, I've heard it on your material over and over again, but yeah, absolutely. That eye contact, it seems to, you know, yeah. and I don't I, believe it, not just with my wife, but in the past, you know, just thinking, that definitely, obviously there's something there. But. I, yeah, I was, uh, I mean, the idea behind it is that when you look into someone's left eye, it's connected to their right part of their brain and that's the emotional blah, blah, blah. I don't know if it's that, or if it's just, you're just making eye contact and eye contact by itself is powerful, but whatever, it gives you a good focal point and yeah. it, it's, it's like magic. <laughs> it's like magic. Well, I think it, it probably gives a presentation of confidence for one. You know, I, I remember talking to a really hot girl one time that I didn't know had some interest in me, but I, I kind of avoided eye contact and she called me out on it. Mm. She's like, why won't you look me in the eyes? And is it, is it work? You know, this is years ago, but um, yeah, I can think of all kinds of incidents where I've read or things have come up. You know, if you avoid eye contact, I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't think it does much to show that you're a confident man. I, I think guys need to learn that, you know, just get used to it. Just make eye contact, you know, and mm -hmm. don't be weird, you know, you know, just yeah. kind of smile and make sure you look at them in the eyes. I think that's a good start, whether you yeah. do left or right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I recommend the left thing, but you know, because sure. it's, ma it's magic, it's magic, <laughs> it's magic. but it, that, or just, you know, it gives you a good focal point, but, uh, but I highly recommend it. When I started doing that, I do, I started doing it to everybody. And when you, when you do it at first, it makes you feel uncomfortable because yeah. just like making eye contact, it, it is such a powerful thing that, uh, like you can feel it, like it sort of raises your heart beat a little bit, but that's, Why? that's what, you know, it's, it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it shows like confidence when you do it. So mm -hmm. if you make it a habit, you start doing it to everybody, not just women, but just dudes. I mean, dudes will have more respect for you if you look them in the eye, you know? Yeah. So. Well, you know, and our grandfathers talked about that, you know, like it's an old military thing, Navy thing, stuff like that, you know, firm handshake, eye contact, you know, look, stand up when you meet somebody, you know, to shake their hand. You know, mm -hmm. those are all things that have been around. I think people, yeah, that's, you know, that's something that, probably our youth are not getting taught, but yeah, that's been around for a long time. It's obviously important if you want men or people in general to respect you mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so some of the things that, you know, I like to encourage in the, in the three percent brotherhood group, um, it's not, you know, not just be better with women, but, you know, be better in general, mentally, physically, sometimes spiritually, you said yeah. that you started, uh, you know, doing working out and stuff, yep. getting into that sort of thing. Um, 
what other things are you doing in, in, in those areas to make you a better man in general? Um, diet. I got really into diet, um, cycling and strength training. Um, I need to get back. I was reading books to try to improve my mental health or just, you know, just better approaches. I, and I think I did so well, I kind of let off the gas in that area, but I kind of mm -hmm. need to get back to it. Um, like I said, dressing better, um, caring more about my appearance. Um, another big one is the whole, you have two years in one mouth for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, trying to do working on working on that talk less, you know, cause I'm a leader in my, in my profession, you know, people are looking to me to solve their problems in my work. So I just have a natural want to tell everybody how they should do things or make suggestions. So that's on a personal level. I've really been trying to work on that to, you know, listen more and talk less. Mm -hmm. Just stuff like that. Those are my, my main focuses right now cycling, working out, eating better, and then just doing better in my appearance. And then, you know, those sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all good things. I, I was just thinking of when you were talking about giving people advice, cause you're, you're a leader in the, in that space. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you noticed that, you know, a lot of people just don't want unsolicited advice. So, yeah. <laughs> so that, that was something like, Absolutely. you know, I, especially it's that was the one thing i learned from uh men are men are from mars women are from venus right that was the big I never, what is that book from the 80s i've never read that book but i know i've heard of it it's from the 90s very short 90s book, man. Okay. yeah if you listen it's to been it, around a while yeah if you listen to it on audio like it, it's a two-hour listen is and, it worth it yeah you know not really it's not really uh, okay. literally it's summed up I, I can sum it up like this men and women don't want unsolicited advice wow. but for different reasons <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like women don't want advice because they just want you to listen. Men don't want unsolicited advice because they feel like you're stepping on their manhood. Like, Hey, I got this. You know, don't tell me what to do. That's another one I can thank you for too. Like, um, nobody, I'd never really heard or read anywhere that women, you know, bring their problems to you because they want somebody to listen. They don't necessarily, or usually want you in my case, I don't think my wife ever wants me to try to solve her problems. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge thing that helped my marriage. Um, I started and I, I honestly, I got that advice from you. Mm -hmm. So when she comes to me with her problems, I, I, I don't really give any advice at all. I just, mm -hmm. you know, reciprocate, let her know I'm listening, you know, and it, you know, depending, I guess there's stuff that comes up that I might hint around at stuff or, Hey, what do you think? Or maybe if you do this, but I, I don't, I tried to kick into that leader role that I'm used to in doing my work. You know, she would come home and, you know, just put all her problems out there. Cause she, you know, like I said, she runs her own business and salon and stuff like that. So dealing yeah. with people and employees and, and she's a very emotional person. So think people get under skin kind of easy. So yeah, she'd come home and just want to vent. And then here my asshole on the other end would be, you know, trying to tell her everything what to do, how she needs to handle people and lead people and, yeah. After a while, I'm like, God, I suck. It, like, she just wanted, wanted somebody to listen to her. And here I'm trying to tell her everything yeah. I fucking do, you know? Dude, it's so, so counterintuitive to us guys because yeah. we just want to, we just want to solve shit, you know? It's like, yeah. have you seen that? Have you seen that, that clip about the, the lady with the nail in her head? <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. It's, this, it's that, it, that's what it is. And the guy's like, well, there's a clear solution here. And she's like, look, it's not about the nail, okay? <laughs> It's about my yeah. feelings. And I mean, yeah. that's supposed to be funny, but it's pretty much true. It's spot on. That's exactly how, how it is. Uh, 
I'm I'm lucky though, because like Nurse Chick is super quiet, doesn't bring her me her problems either. You know, yeah. she's just if I, I have to like pry it out of her. Um, most guys would be like, dude, she's like sounds like the perfect woman. She's pretty great. <laughs> but yeah, she's like she she's yeah. such a quiet person, she never brings me her 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 shit, you know. I got so, the other end. My wife's a highly emotional person. I don't hold it against her, but that yeah, that's just you know, women being women, you know. Just got to understand it. and sort of roll on, dude. What do you think they do all day? Right. You know, she, <laughs> she's, just, kind of, she's kind of a therapist too. You know, she's got to listen. That's a lot of what returning clientele is. You know, that's how people that own salons or do that kind of work. That's how they become successful is people coming back to you. Mm-hmm. So, and my wife is awesome at that. They love because it, it pretty much because they sit down in her chair and they have great conversation. It's, and great conversation for women is venting about their problems in their life and having somebody to listen to them and kind of give little, you know, emotional advice. Yeah. And I'm not that person, you know, I'm very stoic and very, you know, mm-hmm. don't accept my emotions at all. Don't want to, don't have a desire to, you know, I, I like to deal with my own problems in a healthy way, but yeah, so yeah that's my situation is different, man. You're kind of, <laughs> I'm say you're lucky, but I, I, I think it's an unusual situation. Like, yes, you know, I'm sure it's nice sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's nice sometimes other times, uh, um, you know, what that, one of the things I, I joke about on the show is, you know, like Corey talks about how, you know, we're supposed to let them do 80% of the talking. And it like, if, if I let her do 80% of the talking, none of us are talking, you know, <laughs> she's just, she's just happy to sit there. Yeah. She's just happy to be there in my presence. And, you know, and I love it. I love it actually. I, you know, I really do. But, How long have you guys been dating? Uh, over two years now. It's yeah. been that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's been over two years. Uh, and it's, it's great. It's probably it's the most healthy relationship I've ever had. And we've we've never. I'm going to knock on wood here, but we never had a fight. Never had a fight. Never had a relationship where we haven't at least got into it once. You know, by this time. Good. So Good. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see, take it day by day. You know, take it day by day. <laughs> All right, man. I got one last question for you, and then I'll sure. I'll let you get back to your evening. Um, what does being a three percent man mean to you? Um, I mean, mainly everything that we've talked about. You know, it's being a to me being a three percent man is a guy that is stoic, uh, in charge of their life. Um, I guess if you're asking the question to me, what is a three percent man? I guess to to run it through my head is a guy that is in control of everything, every aspect of his life within reason. You can't control everything in your life, but you're in control of your, your relationships, your life, you're leading everything, you know, with your health, your career, your, you know, your children, everything. And it probably literally is 3%. When you look around, a lot of guys are missing the boat. You know, they're content in their life, a lot of them, but there's a lot more they could be doing. And, And that's not for me to judge. But I think guys that are truly 3% men, yeah, I mean, you know, they're, you're kind of driven. You're driven to do better in your relationship, your careers, you know, and stuff like that. Mentally strong, you know, and, and you just, you kind of got the secret, you know, it's kind of like having the secret playbook in a game. You know, you, you really, you have the information and the knowledge of how to address things within your relationship and your life. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, that, that, that makes sense too. A lot of guys... A lot of guys in this space too, they, they, they get all obsessed with like the whole like three sixes, you know, like the, you gotta be six feet tall and whatever. 
It's like, dude, no, like if you just, you know, level up your life a little bit, right. Mm -hmm. You'll, you'll like trying to get, get into the 3%. It's really not that hard. You know, you just got to fix your shit. You know, it's that even a lot of it for a lot of guys, it's not even that much work. I don't think. Well, and women will admit, you know, there's, there's other key things. Women are not just attracted to looks and money. You know, women are just, women are attracted to guys. I think all women are attracted to guys that are somewhat successful, Mm -hmm. you know, and are a leader and, you know, have a network of friends and have somewhat of an exciting life, you know, kind of do things. I don't think women are generally attracted, you know, when you, you kind of sit at home all the time and not really do anything exciting. They might be happy now, but a year or two down the road, you know, and who, who can blame them? You know, I think people, yeah, don't get caught up on the money and, you know, if your dick's this size or you do this for a living, you know, I've seen guys that are with high quality women or high value women, you know, that aren't necessarily really attractive, but they're confident, they're fun, they're adventurous. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of shit women truly look for. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't pay yeah. any attention to the how much you make, how big your dick is and all that. I, no, that's I'm all too that- confident of a guy. I don't care. I don't a lot care. Of the, uh, a lot of that kind of stuff is a, is a cope at the end of the day. All right. Well, Myers, thank you so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, do you want people to find you online or just tell people to follow you in the, in the brotherhood? It don't matter. I don't have, I don't make content though. Really? Okay. I just, I just share silly shit and, uh, (laughs) perfect. All right. I'd worry about it, but no. All right. If you guys want to connect with Myers, uh, read how to be a 3% man, answer the questions, get in the 3% brotherhoods. It's a, uh, it's a good group of dudes. We, with the original group, were you in, a, in the, in the original group? No. Oh, you weren't. Okay. Yeah. The original group, we had like 1400 dudes in there. Um, but no. now I, I think the new group is better because there's only like 80 guys in there and it's, it's a much more active group that, than the old group, you know, Yeah, I, like, some guys like Lewis and that are sharing, uh, a lot of good material that they're finding elsewhere and mm-hmm. relevant material to not just how to be 3% man material, but like material. And yeah. 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 It's good. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you again for joining me and um, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Myers. Thanks again for joining me, man. You're welcome back anytime. Good, good. Uh, finally getting to sit down and have a conversation with you, man. Uh, and it's, it's always good to talk to the guys in the, the 3% brotherhood. You know, I like getting to know, all the guys in there. You know what I mean? There's some guys that I've had lots of conversations with. There's some guys that I'm pretty close to. Uh, there's other guys that are, there's always new guys. There's always new guys coming in. So I like meeting the new guys. I like hearing their stories. So thanks for joining me today. And thanks for sharing your story. All right, guys, be sure to tune into the, uh, the live stream Wednesday. I'm not sure what the topic's going to be at this time. Uh, last week I, I had everything sort of planned out a week ahead of time. Cause I had a lot of ideas <laughs> for live streams, but, uh, I'm sure Wednesday's going to be good. They're, they're usually pretty good. They're usually pretty good. All right. If you guys haven't done so already, please like subscribe, hit those notifications, drop a comment. Any comment will do your favorite emoji. You know, you know how that works. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. And I will send you, I will send you free stickers. Free stickers, guys. I'm actually hand mailing stickers out. Okay. It's me. It's me. I'm doing it. <laughs> Ain't nobody mailing stickers for me. All right. I'm mailing them out. All right. So 
if you want your free stickers, uh, all you have to do is, is sign up. Okay. Uh, I will cover the cost of postage. I'll cut, I'll, I'll, I'll cover the, the cost of mailing it. Even if you're international. Okay. I've, I've mailed stickers to Europe. Now I've ma mailed stickers to uh, India. I've mailed stickers to uh, the Czech Republic. Uh, I've mailed stickers to Canada, a bunch of stickers to Canada. There's lots of Canadians that watch this show. You guys must all follow me from Ryan Stone. I'm guessing <laughs> lots of, Lots of Canucks up there with, with uh, red-pilled stickers. Uh, if you like those designs, they're also available as merch at merch.comeonmanpod.com. You can also get Rule Zero stuff in the merch store. You know, And we've got hats, hoodies, T-shirts, coffee mugs, all the fun stuff. We even have Rule Zero backpacks um, for your kids. I got a Rule Zero backpack for my son. He likes it. Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com, and you can get the course for 25% off when you join the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod. You can join for as little as $10. You get access to the monthly happy hour hangouts. Okay. Next hangout is July 20th. We had such a blast. The last hangout, we had such a good conversation going lots of good dudes in there. All the premium members of my Patreon showed up for that. So good times. And uh, yeah, we just talk about guy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, no, no agenda. We just sit down, talk about guy stuff. It's like, think about going to your favorite bar, right? So do that. It's good to have a good group of guys that you can talk to outside of relationships, right? Outside of women, right? It's good for our mental health. So check that out. Patreon.com slash come on man pod. That's all I have for this episode, guys. We will see you on Wednesday. This has been the come on man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.